Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 364 for Tuesday the 9th of September 2014. Tonight we are going to open up the mailbag and really tackle some awesome viewer-submitted questions. How to install Linux on a computer with no CD drive, for example. How do we get an old version of Wirecast to connect to YouTube live streaming? How does Robbie get his forehead so shiny? Two out of three of these questions are real and submitted by you. So stick around. Uh, we've got those and many more questions coming up. We also have lots of stuff happening in our newsroom. Twitter will begin including buy buttons on some tweets in an effort to generate revenue from its users. Verizon is in trouble with the FCC for using customer information without consent. GM plans to introduce hands-free vehicles as early as 2016. And lastly, Google is holding meetings across Europe to debate the right-to-be-forgotten ruling. So stick around because these short stories are coming up later in our show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Starring Sasha Dermatis. Hillary Rumble. Krista Wells. Eric Kidd. And your host, Robbie Ferguson. Introducing Belltone First, a revolutionary new hearing aid. So small you can hardly see it. So comfortable you can hardly feel it. For the first time ever, you can control hearing aids directly from your iPhone. Pick up the phone, listen to music, and use your hearing aids like wireless headphones. Hear everything that matters. Try Belltone First. For a free trial, call 1-800-BELLTONE now. This week, we've got a sale over tube tape. Go to cat5.tv slash green. The savings continue. You can save up to 56% off the regular price. Get all that you need to build your own green screen studio and start doing special effects for video, even still photography. Up to 56% off. Go over to cat5.tv slash green. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Hello. Hello. My name is Robbie. And I'm Hillary. Robbie Ferguson. Hillary Rumble. Mm-hmm. In the flesh. Follow us on Twitter. Do it. We're, We're exciting. Easy to find. Robbie Ferguson. Hillary Rumble. Pretty easy peasy, guys. No aliases. <laughs> We're the so, real deal here. Yeah. <laughs> hey to our chat room. Nice to see everybody. I'm excited for a fun show tonight because I love when viewers send in mm-hmm. a ton of questions. We're going to get through as many as we can tonight. And we've got something to give away. Are you ready for this? First time we've done this. Yes. Personally autographed swag. Swag. What do you got? What do you got? Th- these are these are cool. I gotta say. Who is Can this? Can you see it? It's it's a genuine me. Hillary Rumble business card. Note that it is not personally autographed. It is not at the moment, but, but it, it will, will be. be. Sometime during tonight's show. And then we will mail it to one lucky viewer. So make sure you are in the chat room tonight. Get over to uh, Category 5 on Freenode. Or if you don't have an IRC uh, program, Mm -hmm. such as, uh, say, Pigeon or something like that, you can just get over there through our website, Category5.tv, and click on Interact, and you'll see the chat room features there. You can do it right through your web browser. That's kind of cool. Very cool and easy. We like easy, to make life easy. easy for you. That's why we're here, people. Answer your questions. Make life easy. I'm down with that. Sounds that sounds like a good show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's good. Mm-hmm. And give you stuff. And give you stuff for free. For free. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Sweet. 
Well, we are a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Go to cat5.tv slash TPN. Also, the Internet uh, International Association of Internet mm-hmm. Broadcasters. Where can we find that, Hill? cat5.tv slash IAIB. You got it. Hey, don't forget to check out our mobile website while we're talking. These are like the announcements off the top. Yes. M.cat5.tv, the best mobile website in the universe. It is really good. It's really quite good. <laughs> Robbie knows what he's doing, guys. I am biased because <laughs> I coded that thing from scratch, so it would mean so much to me if you would just go there, okay? <laughs> M.cat5.tv, bring it up on your tablet, on your mobile device. It works on all the smartphones. I made sure of that. Mm-hmm. It does. I've tried it. Give it a go. Live internet TV. Live internet radio. Uh, on demand internet TV. 364 hours worth of it at this point, folks. Whoa. And on demand audio. So if you're on the train, you don't want to use up your data plan, you can just listen to the show. And then when you get home, you can watch bring it up on your mm-hmm. giant computer screen. Connect it into the 300-inch plasma LED crystal flex screen oh yeah the curve i don't know what the kids are using these days <laughs> it's I hard still, to keep up i love my crt you know <laughs> there you go it still works why not thank you to those who have contributed to the show uh especially mm-hmm. as we're working toward getting into studio d so exciting mm-hmm. we are less than a month away from season eight of category five technology Woo! tv for those of you who have been around for a long time it's it's an amazing uh, accomplishment, I think, on behalf of uh, our entire team and our viewers who have uh, been with us for such mm-hmm. a long time. Eight seasons of it's webcasting wild. every single Tuesday night. So uh, as we approach that, we're getting ready with an, a brand new studio. We've got, uh, mm-hmm. I took some measurements. We've got, uh, I think this is about eight feet wide, our current studio. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're fairly confined. I mean, get out a measuring tape and look at how wide eight feet is. <laughs> And you realize that, wow, they really don't have a lot of room to work in. Now, the new studio is 17 feet wide. That is substantially larger as far as our uh, our screen real estate. So we're going to be able to do a lot more. It's going to be much more comfortable, especially when we have interviews and people coming in. I think that's the big one. We're all like a family here, so, you know, we don't mind bumping elbows and stuff. (laughs) But when you have people come in and and we want to do more interviews Mm -hmm. and really interesting stuff, product features and reviews where, you know, people can come up from the city and and spend some time on the air Mm -hmm. with us. makes it a lot easier when you have the room and we're not having to... uh, you know, shimmy around and move totally. chairs and switch <laughs> microphones. And, you know, so all this stuff is very exciting. And, and Cat5 Studio D is uh, coming soon. So it's in the works. We're almost to the point where we're going to be priming the walls, I painting know. the place. So get over to cat5.tv slash studio. Find out how you can support the project. Pardon me. Um, but also big thanks. Uh, huge thanks to everybody who has supported it so far. It's been really, really nice to have Mm -hmm. that cushion of viewers that are kind of carrying the project for us so that as we have needs, such as even little things like tools, realizing as we're doing stuff that, oh, we need Mm -hmm. this particular tool in order to do it to continue and being able to go and pick those up and, and, you know, that benefits the show and and gets us there all the all the more quickly. For sure. So we appreciate you very, very much. We do. And have people, have you been watching the happenings on Backstage Pass? It's very cool. You're getting good feedback on yeah. that. Yeah. It's fun just to see, I don't know, all the work. Because, like, we can't be there every day. And, like, I've gone when Robbie hasn't been there. And yeah, he's right. there when we're not there. And so it's been interesting to see the, the progress. So I hope you've been enjoying it as well. I'm getting a lot of comments that uh, people are, one, learning a lot about renovation projects, which is very very cool because i've never done anything like this i'm a computer geek my fingers are all (laughs) swollen and you know i'm just i'm a mess (laughs) and it's been a learning process for me so i decided let's take the viewers along with us Mm -hmm. let's film the whole process and and explain what's going on and and actually teach what we're learning why not and that's been a real exciting time for a lot of people but i really feel a lot like um it's it's been category five Reno DIY TV <laughs> for a little while. We're here Tuesday nights, but keep in mind we're producing three or four other videos each week mm-hmm. uh, from Studio D. So, as Hillary says, if you haven't seen them yet, uh, get over to cat5.tv/studio. We're up to day twenty-one, um, so there are twenty-one videos there already for you to enjoy. 
Good guy's watching us on a 55-inch OLED. So that's pretty all right. I'm waiting for Category 5 TV to come to the Oculus. The Rift. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be neat? That'd be something. And impossible, but still neat to fantasize about. We can dream, can't we? Yeah. Whoa! Oculus users, observe. (laughs) That's the virtual reality headset that lets you see things as if you're right there. Immersive environment. Trippy weird. Wouldn't that be cool? That'd be just I think that's the next step for TV. There you go. That would be kind of neat. Nice to see everybody in the chat room. Rev DJ, nice to see you again. Mm-hmm. Good guy. And uh, Tennessee Frank, DJ Quad, guest Harry, nice to see you again as well. Uh, everybody, I mean, it's it's the the chat room starting to fill up. I guess people have caught word that you're going to be signing uh, Some something. And swag, that personalized so, swag something, something for you. From Hillary Rumble right here <laughs> from Category 5 Studio C in Barrie, Ontario. <laughs> True story. Uh, I don't want to miss out on the opportunity to say hi to some of the new viewers that have registered because we have had a lot of new viewer registrations this week. Not to take too much time with the preliminary stuff tonight because we do have an exciting and jam-packed show for you tonight. (laughs) But let's pull up the viewer location just to get an idea where people are coming from tonight. So this is, we've got viewers all over the world there in Rocky Mountain, or Rocky Mount, sorry, uh, and uh, Salt Lake City. Cool. Buenos Aires. Montevideo. Cool. Thanks for tuning in. That's wild. We've got viewers uh, also who have registered on our website recently. Let's work our way through the list. Quite a few of you uh, over the past week. Uh, Cindy Luelu. <laughs> nice to have you joining <laughs> Thanks us. Thanks for joining. Same with Nishnob. Also, Greg Mac 56. And Bear 55. Noel Brown Jr. Nice to have uh, you here. Thank you for joining Arceus. Also, Black Dragon. <laughs> Deja, thanks for joining us. Yeah, Deja Vu Master. Thanks for joining, too. That's awesome. Awesome. Also, Ran31552. Nice to have you here. Mm-hmm. And ProFRCW51. Who else have we got? King Dynamite. Woo! Thanks and for joining us. Jam One Garner, thank you, thank you so much for being here. Nice. Awesome. So all of these people have decided to take advantage of this free community, become a part yeah. of something awesome. Category5.tv. Jump over to our website. <laughs> Let's see if I can find it for you. There. There. Oh, there it is, yeah. I make my own sound effects. I good. do my own stunts. That was really good. <laughs> Let's just Category do a sound TV. effects night one time. You can just... I'll be like the guy from Police Academy. It's pretty good. That kind of stuff. I, I can like beatbox, it. too. I can rap. Do the hip-hop. Is there nothing you can't do? There are lots of things I can't do. For example, <laughs> good mudding on drywall walls. <laughs> that has been an experience. My arm is spastic from oh, going like this man. on the wall. <sighs> Nonstop. But I will get there. All right. So, yes, uh, Category5.tv for free free <laughs> registration to this community. It gets you in on some really cool stuff. And we've got your viewer questions tonight, folks. So you can email those to live at category5.tv or post them in the chat room. Oh, yeah. We're watching. We're, We're watching. But I'll dive right into my mailbag right now. Thanks, so. Okie doke. So this comes to us from Kenta. Hey, Kenta. Hi, Robbie and friends. I've been a Linux user for about seven years now. And I'm nice. wondering about the BSDs recently. I know that they're not Linux-based, but I was wondering what some of the differences are between Linux and BSD. What's the difference between free BSD and open BSD? Do you have any experience with them? Thanks so much. I love the show. My experience with BSD is extremely, we'll call it minimalist. Oh. How's that? Minimalist. Minimalist. Hmm. Uh, well, I think basically what it boils down to without me knowing a whole lot about BSD because, um, you know, I've tried it in but years and years ago. Because when I was learning Linux, when I was making that transition, like this is, we're going back to 1999. Um, that's when I started looking at 
all the different available options that okay. were not Microsoft Windows. And I believe BSD was a part of that. And if not, it was certainly something that I looked at a couple years later, hmm. um, looking at free BSD. BSD is, from what I understand, and please, you know, if I'm if I'm off by any means, feel free to correct me in the chat room or, or make more sense of what I say, uh, because I'm not a BSD guru. Um, Linux is a kernel. So Linux is basically the core of an operating system. So when you say Debian Linux versus Ubuntu Linux versus Mint, there are th those are different versions of operating systems based on the Linux kernel. So Linux itself is programmed and administered by the Linux Foundation, and, and it's created by one company, the kernel. But then other companies then take their ideas and their – it's open source, right? So uh, they take all of their ideas and programming skills and they pile them on top of that Linux kernel to become something wonderful, an operating hmm. system that is basically developed by a community. So then other distributions come out. That's when another group of people say, okay, now let's take that and let's build upon that and let's take it and tweak it and make it more the way we want it and then distribute that. So huh. that's where Ubuntu came out because Ubuntu is based on Debian. Debian is based on Linux. Linux is the kernel. So Ubuntu has Linux at its core hmm. and uh, is based on Debian. So then as Canonical built up the Ubuntu uh, product, they then added their Unity interface, and they've added all of these other things. So that's Linux. Linux is, is built by its community. But Linux itself, the kernel, is the core of the operating system that is developed that is Linux. But when we think Linux, we're thinking of a distribution which is based on or powered by Linux would probably be a more accurate way to say it. BSD, on the other hand, the the companies that make BSD, so the, that manufacture the distro, are in fact working on the entire architecture of the operating system. So it's not they're not building a kernel and distributing the kernel, and then others are building upon that kernel and building the distro. It's actually the entire operating system, the entire distribution is created by the same team. So. It's uh, the focuses are a little bit different. Linux tends to be uh, these days uh, fairly well focused on the desktop and mobile architectures, um, but especially as a desktop, Linux does really really well because a lot of um, desktop users are also developers that hmm. create Linux and make it yeah. more comfortable for themselves. Right? Uh, BSD, on the other hand, has really stayed. Uh, I would say more of a, a server focus. Hmm. Linux also has a server focus because there are other distros that are being developed by other uh, manufacturers or programmers or whatever you want to call them, groups, uh, whereas BSD is, is really kind of focused on the server. But there are other BSDs that are coming out, PCBSD and things like that, that are growing uh, into hmm. a more stable um, desktop environment. Interesting. But I tend to think that Linux is probably where you want to be on the desktop, um, certainly at this point. Um, there are good and bad things about each. Mm -hmm. uh, I like the community at Linux and the way that things work. Uh, not that I don't like, I'm not saying at all that I don't <laughs> like BSD. I just, I'm not experienced at it. Right. right. So, um, but Linux was a better choice for me at the time and still continues to be because I look at it, I look at where BSD is at every couple of years and um, I've still stuck, stuck with my Linux, <laughs> but I'm on different distros, right? Like I'm right. on point Linux right now. And loving that because I'm a little bit old school and I like the old style Linux. <laughs> so. That's cool. Um, there's a, a short link that I've got for you. If you go to cat5.tv slash linuxbsd. And I'll post that link in the in the chat room for you. Terrific. Cat5.tv slash linuxbsd. And that's going to take you to uh, a, an excellent article that explains fairly recently... I think this was a few months ago that this was written. Uh, this article is called Linux versus FreeBSD, huh. a comprehensive comparison. And I find these kinds of write-ups to be quite helpful when it comes to understanding, you know, what really is the difference between the two, uh, between those two cores of operating systems. Hmm. They're both Unix-like operating systems. So they both run a lot of the same software. You probably have LibreOffice on BSD just as much as you do on Linux. You've got... Hmm. The GIMP, GNU Image Manipulation mm -hmm, Program mm -hmm. on both. They're very compatible with one another. 
it's not that. It's what is going to be best for you. So assess that. And if you're already using Linux and you're happy with it, uh, I would suggest that you stick with it because Linux is a growing operating system. It's not, it's not stagnant by any means. So uh, it's a good opportunity for you to be in on uh, an operating system that's always always on the up and up mm-hmm. we're seeing we've seen a transition i don't know if you've noticed but uh where the innovators have become the followers interesting and the community driven <laughs> operating systems such as linux have become the innovators and so now we've got microsoft bringing out features that have been in ubuntu for two years yeah <laughs> and calling it innovation. Well, it's not innovation. It's it's following. It's like when Windows 3.1 came out instead of DOS, but everybody, you know, <laughs> those who knew clued in that that's, you're copying Mac yeah. OS there. Uh, this is the Apple architecture that you're copying. Hmm. So, you know, where, where does innovation start? And I think Linux and FreeBSD are, are two innovators. Um, so... Um, weigh them both. Again, that link I think is helpful for you. Cat5.tv slash LinuxBSD uh, because uh, the, the author of that is much more knowledgeable about BSD than I am. So I hope that that cool. helps. Thank you. Thanks very much for the, for the question. I hope I did a fair enough <laughs> job of answering it. And there are probably those in the chat room that may know more about BSD than I. And so uh, feel free to get in the chat room and, and uh, uh, you know, they can answer even further Mm -hmm. correct where i'm wrong (laughs) i'm not ashamed to admit it's okay you have many strengths robbie your comfort especially my right arm it's from all the sanding did i mention the sanding (laughs) can i see frank says well why don't you use both arms Uh, i am definitely right-handed i am not uh, i couldn't sand with this (laughs) arm if i tried couldn't do it no good suggestion good suggestion this is my a good arm. It's your computer mouse arm. That's why. <laughs> it's click, click, click. It started with d- death matches. That's where it started. So that's <laughs> where I got the carpal yes, tunnel syndrome. Yeah, you know, okay. all, the, you know, all that stuff. But <laughs> now it's just muscle mass from Strict sanding. muscle. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks all right. That. Well. Thanks, Hill. You're nice to me. I try. Mm-hmm. But I do have another question. So you take a quick uh, breather and I'm going to okay. read it. Here we go. Coming to us, coming to us from Spectre Ten Fifty Five. Hey, yeah. Hey, Category Five gang. Just wanted to thank you for your answer to my question from before. He had a question about Debian Seven. Um, I upgraded to Debian Jesse, and Debian oh, okay, Jesse yeah. works fine. The KDen Live upgraded to nine point eight. Great. But did not work because it was missing dependencies. The, oh, the libdv. Um, yeah. Which, for the life of me, I cannot figure out how to find it and Couldn't install, install it. it. Oh, I wish that I had the opportunity mm. to try to help you find it. That would have been good. Goes on to say right. that I finally gave up and installed Kubuntu 14.04 LTS. And I'm using KDEN Live 9.6, nice. which is in the repos. My objective is to have a solid, uh, rock-solid partition, which I can use for video editing, which is why I chose Debian 7. The Kden Live version 9.2, which is in Debian 7 repo, was missing some transitions and such, but offered me a solid, very dependable platform to work with right. when trying to uh, get out a video. Okay. Sorry for the long email, but I just want to say I love your show. Been watching since 2007, and I keep trying to get Debian 7 to work for me. Hmm. Um, goes on to say I tried Light uh, Lightworks, and it's not ready. Kept crashing on my Dell uh, 7010 64-bit system, running 12 gigs of RAM on Ubuntu 14.04 LTS. Thanks, Spectre 1055. Yeah, I remember the question. I believe From it was before. last week. Um, I got to say, way to go for taking a stab at it because you know I'm a big believer. Like, just play around with the stuff, right? Linux is fun, <laughs> and if you can install it, I'm I. I regret that you you about faced at libdv because you probably don't have any firewire cameras that it's going to affect you. There's got to be a workaround. Hmm. Wish I had the chance to to play around with it with you. Uh, but I mean, perfectly fine to fall back and and go to a, a slightly older but possibly more rock solid version of the uh, KDen Live. Uh, that's the video editor package that he's uh, playing around with on Debian Linux. Hmm. So. 
Uh, and interesting that you jumped over to Kubuntu, so you're on KDE now, which is pretty heavy weight compared mm. to, say, Zubuntu or uh, Debian running GNOME, for example. Mm. So let us know how that goes. I'm sure it's fine. I don't mean that. But it is a lot heavier than, say, Debian. That's good to know. Yeah. Hmm. And there's, a, again, an example of, uh, okay, well, Debian didn't work, so I jumped over to yeah. Kubuntu, which is a KDE version of Ubuntu, right? Made by the same people, canonical. <laughs> so it just shows that, you know, this, it, and it can be confusing as heck. Yeah, I'm confused. <laughs> what? And, and it's tough when, you know, somebody wants to try Linux and, well, where do you start? I would say look at Zorin OS because it's a really good transition from, say, Microsoft Windows. Hmm. Easy learning curve, but sometimes can be problematic with some hardware. So then Kubuntu is an okay option as well, but I've never been a big fan of KDE. Uh, I think it's lacking in a lot of places. Zubuntu may be a good option, but definitely Zorin OS would be one to look at if you're new to Linux. But it's tough because where do you... Okay, we've got Ubuntu, Zubuntu, Kubuntu, Debubuntu. Like, uh... uh, we got Debian, we go. got Point Linux, we got Mint, we got. Uh, oh, then we got B- BSD and OpenBSD, and we got uh, CentOS, and we got Red Hat, we got. Uh, okay, we got RHEL. Uh, where are we going to start when it comes to getting off of this Microsoft Windows? And tonight we're going to take a stab at it with a viewer who sent in a question about getting Zubuntu onto her oh. netbook even though she does not have an optical drive. So you want to stick around. That's coming up in just a few minutes' time. But, uh, hey, nice to see you. Are you ready to tackle these incredible news stories that you're teasing off I'm the top of sure the show? I'm not sure I can right handle it. There's a lot going on in the World Wide Web. And a lot, technology, folks. But I'll give it a whirl. All right, take it away. Here are the top stories from the Category 5.TV newsroom. Microblogging service Twitter will soon start testing a buy button as it seeks to generate more cash from its users. The button will sit inside a tweet and allow people to click to buy an item directly from that message. Tests with a small percentage of U.S. users and a limited number of commercial partners are due to begin shortly, it said. The trials mark a more serious attempt by Twitter to generate more revenue by means other than just advertising. Before now, it has been possible to buy via Twitter, but this has revolved around users sending public messages with a special hashtag in them to confirm the purchase of an item. By contrast, the buy button would be used alongside messages, pushing a particular product or service, said Twitter in one of their blog posts. Once users have clicked, they'll be prompted to enter payment and shipping details. If a user is already known and registered with a service or a merchant, they will be asked to tap the button again to confirm that purchase. Twitter said 19 partners had signed up for the test, including pop singer Rihanna, nonprofit group Nature Conservancy, and fashion brand Burberry. The first items to be sold via the button were likely to be time-limited, such as event tickets or other limited edition goods, says Nathan Hubbard, Twitter's e-commerce boss, in an interview with the New York Times. Very Could be dangerous. Stuff. Yeah, click, 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 click. My Twitter account. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Rihanna tickets. Yeah, all right. Oh look, click the button to approve. Yeah. Yeah, I can see I that. Hope there's happening. something more, you know, like twelve factor yeah. auth or something to get you through that process. Strange. What do you think about your Twitter feed being filled up with advertising? Wow. And not so much. They're saying no to advertising, but really they're pushing. Oh, of course, ads a on you. It's very interesting. We're already so inundated with it on Facebook and stuff. Like I don't even see them anymore. You know they're there, but like I don't know, just kind of tune them out. I kind of find it annoying when I'm on Twitter and uh, one of the promoted tweets come up. Oh yeah. So somebody has paid Mm -hmm. to ensure that their tweet gets into my timeline, even though I don't follow them. Particularly subscribe, yeah, to that. And so. I might accidentally click on a link thinking that it's somebody that I follow and then I realize oh no that was a that was a sponsored that was, link. That was Burberry. Yeah. And that's <laughs> exactly what I would have clicked on folks. <laughs> Daddy needs some new shoes. They might as well be diamond studded. Yeah, well, why not? 
I know nothing about fashion, so I have no idea if what I just said is correct or not. Uh, yeah, well, not really. Could be hemp, for all I know, yeah. Who no. knows? Scarves and stuff like Scarves that. Scarves and things? <laughs> Fast kill. She Anyways. Knows. All right. Moving along. More crazy <laughs> stuff happening, people. Verizon is in hot water with federal regulators for showing customers ads based on their personal information without obtaining consent first. Hmm. The Federal Communications Commission announced Wednesday that Verizon, uh, Visa Tech 30, has agreed to $7.4 million settlement settlement for failing to properly notify 2 million new wireline uh, phone customers that it was using their information about them, like billing and location data, to market them new Verizon services. Phone companies are allowed to use this kind of information for targeted marketing campaigns, but only if they obtain consent from the customers first. What about Twitter? Could they do that with Twitter? Yeah, obtain our consent first. We don't want your spam. Or anyone for that matter. (laughs) That would be frustrating to realize that Verizon had shared your personal information with advertisers without your approval. Mm Mm-hmm. Or that they're pushing targeted ads to you based on your geolocation information or where you are, where you live. It's creepy weird, guys. This world we live in. They're trying to pull a Google with their (laughs) ability to know what you're into, but not with your permission. At least Google asks for permission embedded within massive long literatures. (laughs) That you skip over and don't actually read. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Oh boy. Moving along here. General no Motors. Pun intended. Ah, I'm funny Look sometimes. It. Sometimes I'm funny, guys. Yeah, cars. <laughs> General Motors plans <laughs> to introduce vehicles with improved communications technology and autonomous driving capabilities within the next few years. What? What? <laughs> The automaker's chief executive, Mary Barra, said on Sunday that GM will release a car equipped with Wi-Fi-based vehicle-to-vehicle, V2V, technology within two years, as well as hands-free driving capabilities. Freaky. Freaks me out. Speaking to Detroit, uh, sorry, speaking in Detroit during her keynote address at the Intelligent Transport System, ITS, World Congress, Barra said an all-new 2017 Cadillac vehicle due for release in 2016, will offer hands-free super cruise technology. you got to be kidding me. As well as the inclusion of V2V features. The executive claims that GM's V2V technology will reduce the rate of traffic accidents and ease traffic congestion, as vehicles will be able to receive basic safety information, such as location, speed, and direction of travel if they are approaching each other. This can be used to warn drivers of impending collisions or traffic jams. In addition, Super Cruise, GM's automated driving technology, will allow drivers to stay hands-off in particular conditions. For example, Super Cruise, sorry, Super Cruise can be used on highways for a hands-off lane following braking and speed oh. control. Freaky weird. However, the driver will be expected to pay attention, according to John Cap, director of the firm's global safety strategy. Sure they will. This is strange. Uh, you know what's going to happen? See, I am so against it that I don't even have my phone on me. Way to go. But they're going to be sitting there. And no doubt, you know, alcohol may be involved. Probably. Because uh, I'm not driving. The car's doing the driving for me. That's so weird. It's inevitable that this Mm. is the technology that's, that's coming. I didn't realize it was so close. Two years. That's cool. In a it way. is cool, but also scary. Like, just take the train, people. If you don't want to drive, take the train. Take the subway. That's not practical for everybody, though. Don't get in your car really? and just doze off. Get on your phone. It's weird. It, it could be really good, though, if enough people had it. But everyone would have to have everyone it. Everyone would have to have it. That's the thing. There has to be right. a mega boss in the sky watching us. Because soon we'll be driving on land. We'll yeah, be flying, you know, like um, the Jetsons. I'm down with that. It's going to freak me out. I'm freaking out here. <laughs> That's the know. new t-shirt. I'm freaking out here. I Get am. Right. Guys, I've seen the Jetsons. I know how this goes down. Okay. Moving along. <laughs> One last story to 
get me all freaked out. Google is holding seven public meetings across Europe Whoa. to debate issues raised by the right to be forgotten ruling. The ruling by the European Court of Justice lets people ask Google to remove some types of information about them from its search index. Google opposes this ruling, which has led to more than 90,000 people to apply for data about them to be scrubbed. One privacy expert was skeptical about the meeting, saying they had to do more with PR than open discussion. Isabel Falk, uh, Pierre Rotten, uh, head of the CNIL, France's um, data protection body, said the debates were more about getting good PR for Google. She told Reuters they want to be seen as being open and virtuous, but they handpicked the members of the council, will control who's in the audience, oh. and what comes out of the meetings. Are you serious? Mm. Give me a break. Still freaking out here, people. Google is the man. Yeah. They've got everything under control here. Yeah, very interesting stuff. You can get these full stories online at category5.tv slash newsroom. The category5.tv newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions by Tennessee Frank and our community of viewers. If you hear something crazy and makes me want to freak out and you think uh, newsworthy, send us an email at newsroom at category5.tv. From the newsroom, I'm Hillary Rumble. Thanks, Hill. Tonight's show is brought to you in part by Belltone. Learn why Belltone is the choice of millions when it comes to fantastic hearing care. Check out Belltone first, a revolutionary made-for-iPhone hearing aid. Visit belltone.com or for a free trial, call 1-800-BELLTONE now. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to the show. If you're just joining us, you are late! What up with that, people? Party. We are keeping attendance. What's your name? Mm-hmm. Write that down. Yep. Mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. Don't let it happen again. <laughs> you missed some amazing things. You're going to have to rewind. Rewind. Go back in time. Okay, you ready for it? Our next question. You ready, Hill? I'm ready. All right. Of course you're ready. I'm always oh, ready. Oh, am I ready? Yeah, yeah you're the I'm one ready. who uh, got the answers oh, yeah. here. Oh, yeah. The knowledge, right, right. the know-how. Ah, yes. Let's see what I've got over here. Oh, what is that disgusting stuff? Let's go ahead with this question. Ooh. What do you got? <laughs> this is the right question, correct? I hope so. Yes? Yeah, it looks good to me. Okay, sorry. So this comes to us from... <laughs> I just got, I got a full bag here, a full mailbag, and I don't know which question I'm supposed to be... I'm writing her up, too. There goes talking about perfect segue. Darn it. Detention. Uh. Okay, here we go. Carolyn writes to us saying, I bought Zubuntu a 14.04 32-bit disc and a new 16-gig USB thumb drive. I want to install Linux on an Acer 1 Windows 7 laptop without a drive. My desktop has a disk drive. What next? Should I take should I take these steps to preserve Windows 7? I don't have any backups. The machine oh. runs really slow. I would rather remove the Windows 7 completely. Thanks so much. Your show has given me the courage to get this far. From Carolyn. Fist bump, Carolyn. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, we just broke your screen. Sorry <laughs> about that. Not so hard next time. Uh, okay, so I've got my desktop computer up here with cool. Microsoft Windows 7. Because I expect that's probably what you're running. Uh, and I've stuck a 4-gig flash drive in there that I've formatted FAT32. Because that's what we're going to do. We're going to actually learn to convert a USB flash drive. You can pick them up dirt mm-hmm. cheap these days. Oh, yeah. This is a 4-gig one that I just put in here. Uh, and uh, we're going to turn that into our Ubuntu disk because mm. yeah what do you do with a netbook when you don't have the ability to boot it from a CD but you just bought a Ubuntu CD well hmm maybe we can go a different route and use that USB stick because huh. you can boot from USB if you do it right so um, so tonight what we're going to do is look at how we can actually go about that so we do cool. need to have a Windows uh, system and I thought we'd do this a little bit differently tonight because, Carolyn, in particular, you are running Windows on your systems. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes us Linux nerds uh, tend to forget that, okay, you're, you're wanting to try Linux. Why is it that you'll go into a forum and you'll say, okay, how do I get it onto a flash drive or how do I burn the disk? And the instructions that you get back are for Linux. 
but I don't have Linux true, yet. True, true. I need to, I need to, uh, we need to get through the preliminary steps of everything that has to happen first has to happen on Microsoft Windows because that's what you're on. Yes, good We're point. not here, why thank you. <laughs> We're not here bashing Microsoft Windows. Don't get that impression. But Carolyn wants to give Linux a try, and I'm happy to oblige her. As far as backing up your stuff, Carolyn, I, I am a firm believer that, yeah, you want to be able to revert back to the way things were just in case. I mean, think about uh, the fact that, yeah, your netbook is licensed for Microsoft Windows. You may want to throw Windows back on there someday, or maybe you want to pawn it off or something at some point, or whatever the case may be. It's it, Maybe it won't work. What if Linux doesn't work out for you? Um, I don't think that's going to be the case, but I always like to have a good backup. I'm going to refer you back to an episode of Category 5 Technology TV that happened almost four years ago. It's hard Okey to believe. doodle. But you know what? That's one of the neat things about the show, Hill, is that um, a lot of the stuff that we show on the show, while some of the software may be newer and better mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. faster now, the uh, the tutorials are still very, viable. Yeah, they still very relevant. Sense. They still work, and you can still follow the steps. So go back to episode number 179. And on episode 179, we learned to take a computer and use Clonezilla, which is a free tool, um, and and actually create a backup of that computer. Hmm. You're, you're not going to be able to start with that. You're going to have right. to learn what I'm about to show you first because you're going to have to create a Clonezilla <laughs> USB flash drive because gotcha. you don't have an optical disk. Right? So when I say on that episode, burn it to disk, well, no, you can't really do that. Uh, you're going to have to create a flash drive. Cool. So the the Ubuntu um, wiki has some great information, and I've created a hot link for you just to get you there nice and quick. It is cat5, cat5.tv slash USB stick. That's a good one. Just like that. And this is an article on help.ubuntu.com that simply says, here's how to install Ubuntu from a USB stick. It goes through the prerequisites of having to um, actually grab a copy of Ubuntu. You've already got Zubuntu on CD, but we can also download uh, that as well, the ISO image. And then if you scroll down, it's got more information about how to do this, how to do this on Ubuntu, how to do this on Linux, and then how to do it on Microsoft Windows. So it's all very, very helpful information. I just wanted to show you that so that you've got that as something that you can fall back on if, Hmm. if necessary. <clears throat> but the tool that I, in particular, want to look at tonight is going to allow us to, to burn, if you will, <laughs> a CD ISO or a copy of a CD directly from your purchased CD, if you want to do it that way. It's going to burn that. I'm saying burn because we're not actually burning <laughs> right. a disk with a laser. That's just the term that we use. It's going to put that onto a, uh, a USB flash drive in such a way that you can actually boot your computer from it. So I always have trouble with the pronunciation of something. So we figured out how we can <laughs> see because you read it and it's Lili or Lai Lai or yeah, no, what, is it, what is it? Lai la Lai Lai la Lai 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 Lai. I don't know how long we can do that before we get yeah. copyright infringement. Uh. But it was lovely, and we we're going to look at la Lai. <laughs> That's the name of the software that we're interested in tonight, and uh, there is actually a link in the Ubuntu article there. I'm going to take you right there, though. I didn't need to create... It's a nice, easy link, so I didn't need to create a link for you. It's linuxliveusb.com. Linuxliveusb.com. It's easy to remember. Real easy to remember. There it is. Linuxliveusb.com. So remember, I'm on Windows here, so you can find out more about it and all that stuff. Go to download up here. And this is, and when I say Lalai, it's Linux Live is what it stands for. Linux Live USB Creator. I've clicked on download at the top, and I'm going to click on download here. This red button is flashing there on your screen. And I'm going to download Lalai. Here it comes. Sorry about the start menu. That's just how Windows goes when I zoom. Nice and quick. So this is the tool, Carolyn, that you're going to need in order to create a USB flash drive that you can boot from Mm -hmm. that has Linux on it. But Lalai has some really cool features. I want to tell you about them right now while we're just kind of doing that. Lalai has persistence. Mm -hmm. Your CD, 
when you boot from a live CD, it's great. You can test Linux. You can see it on your screen, but CDs are really, really slow. USB is faster, so you're going to get better performance from this mm, USB stick. Cool. But also, because Lalai sets aside some, time, uh, some space on your flash drive for persistence, you can actually do things in the flash drive when you're booted up in live mode. Mm. You can install software. You can run updates. You can surf the web That's and cool. make bookmarks and things. So you can, in all essences, you don't even need to install it. You could just run it from your flash drive. But keep in mind, USB is going to be USB 2.0 most likely on a flash drive, not mm-hmm. USB 3. So it's going to be slower than if you were to install it to your hard drive. However, it's going to be faster than a CD. So I'm going to say, yes, I want to run this. Persistence. That's one of the things. When I say persistence, that's a fancy way to say you're allowed to save things. And when you reboot your computer, this <laughs> is what it actually means. When you reboot your computer, those things are still there. That's what we want. A live CD, you can do things like that. You can run updates. You can install software. You can surf the web and bookmark things. But as soon as you reboot, you've lost all those things because hmm. they were stored in memory, which gets reset every time you reset your computer. Yes. True. Okay. So Lalai is installed. Oh, it's no, it's installing. Pardon me. Here we go. Just follow the prompts. How easy can it be, right? Next, next, next. Doesn't come with any junk or malicious stuff. There we go. Done. Run. Linux Live USB Creator. Here it comes. There okay. it is. While we're waiting for it, I'm going to go over to zubuntu.org and just show you where you can get this. Uh, I know, Carolyn, you, uh, you purchased a Zubuntu CD. Uh, not actually necessary. You can get Linux absolutely free. Zubuntu uh, is the one that you're looking at. So we go over to zubuntu.org, spelt just like that. And then we're going to scroll down here, go download now. You mentioned you want the 32-bit. Um, I'm not going to go with a torrent because remember I'm on Windows and I don't have a torrent client. So instead I'm going to go to a mirror. I'm going to go to Ontario, Canada. And Intel x86 means the 32-bit versus 64-bit AMD 64. So I want to go with that Intel x86 download. Ah, I just clicked on paint. I was going to say, I didn't realize we were doing paint in no, this episode. No, pop up things. Ah, we're going to get Windows off of here soon enough. <laughs> okay, so I click on it, and then I save that image, and it's going to download it to my downloads. And you see that I've already done that just to expedite the process tonight. So real quick download, and there you go. So there's Lalai. All ready to go. There's my USB flash drive. I'm going to minimize that. I'm going to... Woo! Now we're going to grow a little picture. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, good. That's amazing. Uh, we're going to not save that. And now you see... <laughs> <sighs> Jokes, sir. Yeah, I know. We've got Lalai up on the screen. Linux Live USB creator. I'm going to pull down. You'll find your flash drive. Make sure it's at least two gigabytes. Otherwise, it's not going to store... Your data. Okay, so I've selected that. Now here, you could, Carolyn, you could put in the disk and you can copy it directly from your CD. I'm going to choose my source as an ISO. This allows me to then grab that ISO image that I've just downloaded. It's a CD in all essences. It scans that and it's going to create, it's going to allow me to create from that ISO a bootable CD with no CD that you're going to be able to use in your netbook. How brilliant is that? Very brill. And you can keep that, and you can you can put it on any computer you want. You can use it in live mode. That's you can cool. go to mom and dad's. If you want to use it in persistent mode, which we've already explained, you understand how that works, why not set it up as your, your OS, and then you take it to mom and dad's or brothers or friends or whatever, and you boot up yeah. their computer from Linux, and you do your thing. And then when you're done, you shut down, and you pull out your disk, and then they boot it up, and they're back in Windows. No harm, no foul. You never changed anything on their computer. True. But you basically transferred your operating system if you're going to do something like that let's not get crazy <laughs> make sure you keep a backup okay yes make absolutely backup. sure always that has already gone through and scanned and it says this linux is not in the compatibility list well what does that mean well this is zubuntu 14.04.1 i believe it is is how they number it um what we can do now, I know that 14.04 is compatible, so mm-hmm. this is just a step up, and it's just not recognizing that, oh. uh, that hmm. that's okay. So let's go back to uh, to their website. It's linuxliveusb.com, and we are going to hop on to Linux Support Matrix and check this out. It's one of the exciting things about it. <clears throat> when it loads, you're going to get the alphabet up at the top here. There it is. And as you point to each one, you're going to see which ones are supported. 
I, I think it's something like 10 million different Linux distros. So look at this. Okay. Brilliant. So you go to Zubuntu and you see Zubuntu 14.04 is supported. Yes. So 14.04.1 is just the latest version of 14.04. We're good to go. So we're thinking, Hill, mm-hmm. why is Lalai the way to go? Why don't we go with just burning an ISO and be done with it and whatever? And it's there are other tools out there. What I've mentioned, persistence. That's a cool feature. Mm-hmm. Automatically added. I'm going to show you that in just a moment. But also, VirtualBox is a free tool that's available for you to download and for you to configure and for you to use. And what it allows you to do is try different operating systems in a virtual machine mm-hmm. so that you don't have to actually wipe out your computer. True. Lalai builds into the bootable disk a virtual box deployment that is already pre-configured with the image that you have burned. Burned. So that from within your Microsoft Windows operating system, you can now run that operating system that you've just burned <laughs> without having to reboot your computer, without having to wipe your computer, without having to do anything. You're able to test it in a virtual machine environment, and it is not persistent in that case. However, it does give you the opportunity to test various flavors of Linux for free, Hmm. easily, without the need to worry about accidentally damaging your computer, because you're not going to go through the process of installation or wiping right. your hard drive or repartitioning or anything like that. So jumping back to Lalai. Here's persistence. Set to zero, persistence is not going to happen. So if I, it's going to be just like a boot CD. I can add any amount of persistences that I want. So there's a gig, there's almost three gigs, and it's relative to um, well there is a maximum I think of four gigs based on the file size, maybe it's three, of a FAT32 file system. However, this this will just give you a place to save stuff. There you Hmm. go. So we're not going to do that tonight because it does take a lot of extra time, and we're live on the air. (laughs) Uh, Format the key as FAT32. Now, remember that we're booting on a Windows machine. We're doing this on a Windows machine. It has to be FAT32. It can't be a Linux file system. So if you're not sure, just check that off and it'll take care of repartitioning and reformatting the the drive for you automatically. Enable launching Linux Live in Windows, right? Remember I mentioned about VirtualBox and the ability to launch it automatically. I'm going to turn off format this key because I'm already FAT32. I know that. And you can hide the created files on the key so that the disk doesn't look like a boot disk, but it just looks like a normal uh, USB key. And that's literally all there is to it. I selected my flash drives, uh, step one. I selected my source from an ISO image, step two. I selected my persistence, which normally I would just crank up to the full. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in my case, because we're limited for time tonight, I'm just going to go without persistence. And then we've selected Enable Launching Linux Live in Windows, which is going to give me that virtual machine option automatically. Now click the lightning bolt and ready for the sound effects. You got the the sound effects machine ready? Yeah. I'm going to click it. That was good. I like that lightning bolt. There it is. And it is just going through and it's, okay, it's extracting the ISO image and going through and it's actually creating a bootable... Hmm virtual that's cool machine compatible already pre-configured usb boot disk i like that so simple it is pretty simple and uh we we unfortunately don't have time to boot this thing up tonight um because it is now just going through the steps but we are done that's That's it easy easy peasy when this is finished hill and carolyn and everyone else who's interested <laughs> in this kind of amazing technology and, and just great tool. When it's done, you, from your Windows machine, can browse to the, you know that your flash drive is in your My Computer, mm-hmm. right? So when I go to My Computer, I yep. can see there's the USB flash drive. Well, if I go there, and it's, right now it's just populating the data. So I'm starting to see files created. Mm-hmm. And if I refresh and refresh, it, it's, it's building the file system. When it's all said and done, when it's completely done and Linux Live USB Creator has finished working with the disk, there will be a folder there with, uh, I think it's a virtual machine or virtual box, and in that folder are two executable files, and there's one that says virtualize this USB, and when you click on that, double-click, it will actually 
initial it'll hmm. bring up a copy of the operating system, so in this case Zubuntu thirty two bit, within your Windows install. You wow. don't have to you don't have to install anything. You just hmm. run it. You run Smart. it like an executable. Hmm. So you click on it and you hit start and you're good to go. Cool. So that'll take a few minutes to uh, to create this flash drive for us tonight, uh, but that's all the time, Carolyn, that I've got to to give to this tutorial. Once it's done, <clears throat> you're going to have this bootable disk, and you just got to go into the BIOS. If well, you reboot the computer with that flash drive mm-hmm. plugged in, see if it boots into the into the stick, and if it doesn't, reboot again. Go into the BIOS, which is the the central memory operating system, the CMOS of the computer sometimes you hit delete you know when it says hit delete to enter setup or it might be f10 or whatever whatever the key is <clears throat> go into the boot options and make sure that usb is selected as one of the first options before the hard drive hmm. for where to boot from then boot up from usb and follow the prompts and you're installing linux without a cd drive very cool there you go. thanks robbie <clears throat> carolyn let us know how you fare with all of this and thanks for the great question, Carolyn. And we we want pictures. I want to see Ubuntu <laughs> Zubuntu running on your netbook. <laughs> I want to see a Category Five sticker, maybe somewhere in the scene. You can get them at shop.category5.tv or throw some support our way, cat5.tv/studio <laughs> to say thanks. And thank you, everybody, for uh, being here tonight and for sending in the great questions. Uh, yeah. So for those in the chat room, I'd like to thank you. With a sweet little, oh yeah, present. Wicked. Who from wants me? this? Hillary is going to personally autograph this for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, right here, right now, live. Get into the chat ready. room. Category five on a free node. Got the pen ready? Yeah, you ready for this? <clears throat> to whom shall I make this out? Well, let's see. Perhaps Drawbot will jump into the chat room, which he's doing right now. Ooh la la. Grabbing the the uh, names and here we go. Okay. Cool dude and GWG Revdichank Pope Sovereign. Take a stab at them. You got to be real fast, hell. Real fast. Albuquerque Turkey. Mick Rep J. Senior one says Mr. Naturopathy. Eric twelve twelve. Rob three. Dennis Kelly. Day twenty six. Sears Liner Tacos. Artie Blair. Dance Matt. Whiskey Zero. Okay. Let's now go. again with passion. DJ Quai! By the time Hopey. you got one out, it was Come already on, on the next here one here. I know. Cool dude, Eric 1212, Artie Blair, Dennis Kelly. I can't believe we're doing this tonight, folks. We're going to send this off to you. Get ready. You're going to win it. I know it. Hey, Bob K, 54, Rob Tree, Kayoshi Ninja. Hello, Tennessee Frank and Sears Minor. Okay, speeding up real good here. Oh here we go, here we go. Come on. Good luck, everybody. Draw a bot, draw a bot, draw a bot. Pretty fast here. You hear the heart's racing? My heart's racing. Are you ready to sign this thing? You got the pen at the ready? This is a personally autographed live right here on the air business card. These aren't just any business cards. The winner is. Whoa, here we go. Mick Sunny Australia. Congratulations, Mick. Mick Rip, all you got to do is, uh, well, say hi in the chat room. Post us a, uh, a message if you want to have a specific little hello, greet. If you'd like your username, your real name. You'll have to privately message us with your address. Pop us an email live at category5.tv with that address. She's going to sign this right. Maybe you should just, okay, put your name on it. Congrats, McRip. Signing it. There you go. She's doing it right now. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Here we go. How are you making out? Um, good. I'm just waiting to hear <laughs> what I should write. I guess it'll be a surprise. You won't know until you get it. Well, she's signed it, folks. 
I did. Got the name down. I just need to go. go over it a little harder, I think. <laughs> uh, Scribble on a piece of paper first. Yeah, These are maybe. Wax there you go. These are high quality cards, people. Congratulations again to our winner, Mick Rip, tonight. And I uh, hope everybody had a fun time with us tonight. Thanks, Hill, for being here. Thanks for Love having me. Look at this. Personally signed by Hillary Rumble herself. Ooh. She's left herself some room up here, Mick Rip, to say things like that are witty that you want her to say. <laughs> she's only here for another five minutes, so if you don't hurry yeah. up and message us, you're going to get... Speed uh, along here. Congratulations. <laughs> Happy birthday. That's about it. I could do happy birthday. Nice to have everybody joining yes. us in the chat room. And thank you so much for watching on YouTube and on Roku. Uh, wherever you're watching from, Miro Internet TV. Uh, Roku TVs are coming out this mm-hmm. fall. We're excited to be Crazy. a part of that. Um, so go and get yourself a Roku t- TV when they come out. And Category 5 is right there with you. So have a fantastic week. I'm heading back to Studio D to continue on. Make sure you check us out. Cap5.tv slash studio. Getting close. Very close. Have a great week, everybody. Bye, everyone. See you. Night, hell. We hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.